What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, it's another New Vision podcast. Cloud with you here. And we're continuing on in the podcast that goes along with our sermon series. And if you're joining us for the first time, what we're doing as a church through the sermon series is we're going through the book of John and picking up some of these various uh, I am statements that's so famous to that book and seeing a little bit more about who Jesus is. It's uncovering the mystery in the sense that we wouldn't know had he not revealed it to us. And so to go along with that, this podcast has been, you know, various staff members talking about, hey, there, here's a piece of scripture where God really uncovered the mystery to me, or here's something that really spoke to me, and here's an aspect of Jesus or, or, or whatever it is uh, uh, of God intercepting our lives and, and writing his story on our hearts, and we see that in scripture and how he encounters us and really uncovers that mystery. And so I picked up a few of these time slots, and I've, I've picked up this one today, and so I'm glad you're back with us. I wanted to think about, I've, I told you a little about my, my story and another time when God really just spoke to me, uh, but here's here's one I was thinking about, you know, I was driving home, I'm like, what am I, what am I, what I like to talk about? And um, it, well, that is one that wasn't really like this huge mystery to me until someone challenged me on that. And that is uh, t- talking about the deity of Christ, we, you know, how Jesus is fully God. And I think a lot of us in church, maybe we're in church every Sunday, we grew up in church, we, that, to, to us, those kind of sound like just big theological words, uh, the deity of Christ. Like, and to me, that's kind of my story was I had, you know, I got saved when I was a senior in high school and started going really regularly to Baptist church, started going to New Vision when I was in college. You know, and and just never really thought about the the quote deity of Christ. Like, just didn't really think about it. like, yeah, Jesus is a son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. He's God. You know what I mean? Like, and didn't really think about it until one day uh, I got knock on the door and someone rang the doorbell and it was a Jehovah's Witness. And this uh, this happened over the course of several weeks. They kept coming to my house. And it was kind of interesting. Uh, it was a younger person at first, you know, a few guys, you know, I don't know if you know much about Jehovah's Witnesses, but they go door to door and they try to recruit people to their religion. And it, it is kind of a mess. It's honestly, this is a harsh word, but it's it's a cult. And uh, they say they have the Bible, but it's a totally different, quote, translation. And uh, they don't obviously don't believe that Jesus is a God. And some other crazy things, uh, they don't believe in hell, um, you know, a literal place. And so, anyways, they had come to my door, and I, and and I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to be nice to him, and no, I think this, and you know, let me show you my my scripture, and then you know, oh, is that what your word says? Well, here, what about this and that? And you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of debating with them, and and so they, you know, we we're friendly, and they they realized like, oh, okay, maybe we bit off a little bit more than we can chew with this guy. Like he's not so easy, but he's not turning us away either. So I think they were intrigued by that. And then you know, it was a couple of weeks later. I get the the doorbell ring, and it was the same two younger guys, but with them this time. That he must have been like this head honcho at the church or. 
uh, one of their elder mentors or something like that. It was an older guy. And it was like, oh, he was in charge, and now the younger guys were listening to him, and now he was engaging with me. And this older guy actually was kind of getting a little bit hostile, um, you know, and just kind of really getting heated in our debates or whatever. But I think one thing that really challenged me and stuck out to me was the fact that he was, you know, basically proof text, trying to proof text me. And he's like, well, Jesus didn't actually say that he's God. And I was kind of like, oh, uh, you know, and I had taken it for granted. And I knew, of course, that Jesus is God. But what he was challenging me, he wanted a verse and wanted me to prove it like a proof text that Jesus said, quote, hey, guys, quote, you know, I am God, end quote. Like, and, you know, I was like, you know, you know, off the top of my head, there really isn't a verse like that. Like, he never really said, quote, I am God, end quote, in those kind of clear cut words. And so it challenged me. And I, and I was like, uh, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I remember as, uh, as they, they left that day and they would return one more time. Uh, I, I was searching and, and, and I was like, ah, oh, what, what, why is it written this way? Why wasn't Jesus a little bit more clear? And then I came upon this verse in Colossians 9, and I promise I'm going to read the Bible. So I'm going to, uh, it's actually Colossians chapter 1 and 2, um, and so I'm going to read uh, some of that. This is Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, and then Colossians 2, 9, and this is the ESV Bible. He, that is Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And I'll repeat verse 19 again. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And then if you skip on to the next chapter in verse 9, here was the one that kind of really stuck with me. You know, I had been debating with this guy, and all of a sudden I'm reading verse 9, Quote, for in him, that is Jesus, for in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And of course, that's talking about the incarnation. And I can't think of anything more like stark and clear that's like, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. By him, all things were created, you know, and through him, all they were created. And, and, you know, in him, all things hold together. So, you know, he's pre, you know, eternally pre-existent, like he... He is God. Like, there's nothing more clear than this, the whole fullness of deity. Like, he, you know, this is, he's fully divine. That means he's God, but he dwells bodily. And I, I just, you know, this guy was trying to be snarky and kind of witty with me. And I'm like, you know, there is no verse that says, quote, I am God, end quote. But how clear can you get here? And it's, it's all over. And I remember... As far as uncovering the mystery, something that I hadn't really thought of before because I just accepted it and it wasn't a, something that really challenged me until I was challenged and I start reading and uncovering and God uncovered the mystery for me. And I'm just like, wow, yeah, this is, it's it's all through here. And once I found these verses and I kept searching, I'm like, man, <laughs> this guy, like, I don't understand how they can, you know, just pass over so many proof texts, if you want to call it that, so many 
evidences that Jesus is God and he, he's fully God. And more than that, he's fully man, which we, we talked about that a couple of days ago when I talked about how Jesus ate some fish and uh, honeycomb possibly. And so that's really one of the big things about what this sermon series is about. Um, you know, he's talking about the I am statements of Jesus. That's a big deal in and of itself because, you know, one of the times he's debating with the Pharisees and he's, and they're like, how do you know Abraham? And, and he says, quote, before Abraham was, I am. And in Greek, that's ego ami, which is I am, you know, that's, that's pretty clearly resonating what God himself, the father said in Exodus chapter three at the burning bush. Moses is like, who should I tell them sent me? And, and God the Father says, tell them I am has sent you. So I am, I, I exist, I am who I am. And and Jesus is very carefully choosing these words here. And he, you know, he's identifying as the he's always existed, you know, and so that's that's a huge bold claim. Uh Jesus judges sin. He forgives sin, Mark 2. Uh, he he claims he would die for the sins of the world. He accepts worship, which even angels didn't do. So he accepts worship in John chapter twenty, John or Matthew twenty eight. He accepts worship in Luke twenty four, and in Revelation chapter five. And so it's like, well, I think Jesus is a good man and he's a good teacher. Well, a good teacher wouldn't accept worship if he knew he wasn't, you know, de- deity. And he knew he wasn't God. He would he would tell his followers, like, whoa, 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 don't worship me. But he doesn't. He accepts worship. He doesn't condemn them or push them away. And so Jesus is obviously accepting worship. He's he's claiming to be God in not so many words. And and really, when you get down to his crucifixion, his enemies, I mean, seriously, they know exactly why they're trying to kill him. They accuse him of blasphemy and say, hey, you you, you make yourself equal to God and so, I mean, they plot to kill him, and they know exactly why they're doing it. It's because of how Jesus, he's elevating himself to this position of authority. And, and so, basically, I'm, I'm gone on this huge, long journey, and it's like, yeah, wow, he is fully God. And this guy coming to my door and trying to rattle my cage, uh, I didn't need to be, you know, upset about that. Or, or you know, I didn't had, need to have my world rocked. It, it was just, you know, I could have confidence in, in knowing that Jesus, yes, he's fully God. And so that's that's one of the big takeaways as I'm kind of rambling today. One of the big takeaways is, number one, we can have confidence in Jesus and we can defend him to the culture. Um, and, you know, my big question is like, has any has anybody in your life questioned or challenged the deity of Jesus to you? That could be a takeaway. Like, you know, people are doing that, whether a Jehovah's Witness or Mormon or whoever is, is knocking on your door. You know what? Maybe next time answer and, and engage with them and show them Colossians 2, verse 9. You know, Colossians 1, you know, 15 through 20. Show them all the times in, in, in the Gospels, you know, kind of engage with them. You can have confidence in who Jesus is and you can defend him to the culture. And that's about it today. I hope that's a good practical takeaway that uh, you probably know this stuff before, but just really grappling with it is probably really helpful and, uh, and hope you're continuing to read scripture for yourself and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.